You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by The Book Guide. Let me tell you who I am. My name is Colby Mills. I'm 25 years old, and I'm sitting in a strappy, fold-out chair on St. Pete Beach, Florida, on a beautiful Saturday in mid-May. The cooler next to me is stocked with beer and water on ice, and the temperature is almost perfect, with a steady breeze strong enough to keep the mosquitoes at bay. Behind me is the Don Cesar Hotel, a stately accommodation that reminds me of a pink version of the Taj Mahal and I can hear live music drifting from the pool area. The guy who's performing is just okay. He strangles the chords every now and then, but I doubt that anyone really minds. I've peeked into the pool area a couple of times since I set up here and noticed that most of the guests have been working on cocktails throughout the afternoon, which means they would probably enjoy listening to just about anything. I'm not from here, by the way. Before I arrived, I'd never even heard of this place. When people back home asked me where St. Pete Beach was located, I explained that it was a beach town across the causeway from Tampa, near St. Petersburg and Clearwater, on the west coast of Florida. Which didn't help much. For most of them, Florida meant amusement parks in Orlando and bikini-clad women on beaches in Miami, along with a bunch of other places no one really cared about. To be fair, before I arrived, Florida to me was simply a weirdly shaped state hanging off the east coast of the United States. As for St. Pete, its best feature is a gorgeous white sand beach, the prettiest I've ever seen. The shore is fronted by a mixture of high-end hotels and low-end motels, but most of the neighborhoods seem typically middle class populated by retirees and blue-collar workers, along with families enjoying inexpensive vacations. There are the usual fast-food restaurants and strip malls and gyms and shops selling cheap beach items. But despite those obvious signs of modernity, there's something about the town that feels a little bit forgotten. Still, I have to admit that I like it here, Technically, I'm here to work, but really it's more vacation. I'm playing four gigs a week at Bobby T's Beach Bar for three weeks. But my sessions only last a few hours, which means I have a lot of time to go for jogs and sit in the sun and otherwise do absolutely nothing at all. A guy could get used to a life like this. The crowds at Bobby T's are friendly and, yes, boozy, just like at the Don Cesar but there's nothing better than performing for an appreciative audience. Especially given that I'm basically a nobody from out of state who'd pretty much stopped performing two months before I graduated from high school. Over the past seven years, I've played now and then for friends or an acquaintance who's throwing a party, but that's about it. These days, I consider music a hobby, albeit one that I love. There's nothing I enjoy more than spending a day playing or writing songs, even if my real life doesn't leave me much time for it. Funny thing happened, though, in my first 10 days here, 
The first couple of shows went as expected with a crowd that I assumed was typical for Bobby T's. About half the seats were taken. Most of the people there to enjoy the sunset, cocktails and conversation while music played in the background. By my third show, however, every seat was filled and I recognized faces from earlier shows. By the fourth time I stepped up, not only were all the seats filled, but a handful of people were willing to stand in order to hear me play. Hardly anyone was watching the sunset at all, and I started to receive requests for some of my original songs. Requests for beach bar classics like Summer of 69, American Pie, and Brown Eyed Girl were common, but my music? Then, last night, the crowd spilled onto the beach. Additional chairs were scrounged up, and they adjusted the speakers so everyone could hear me. 